This is BetaHouse.life, the podcast that empowers you to live in beta. Waiting for the perfect is often the enemy of the good or even the great. So listen in, get inspired, and let these curated stories encourage you to take your next step. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Benjamin. Welcome Welcome to to BetaHouse.life. And today, Elizabeth, our CEO and founder here at BetaHouse, is going to be talking with our good friend and with local realtor, Cassandra Altman. Yeah, talking with Cassandra was great, but I feel like I need to just really preface something here first. Just Go get for it. the elephant out of the room first on this. We have been at a convention all week, and so we are honestly <laughs> recording this one on location. Yes. So we are not in our beautiful studio doing the voiceover side. We are at Startup San Diego. Or San Diego Startup. We kept seeing it. Well, Startup San Diego is the organization, right. and San Diego Startup Week is the convention. Okay. It was one of those, it's like, you keep seeing both. Back and forth. And it's like, okay, yeah. am I saying it right? i got to make sure I'm saying it right. But um, We met a lot of awesome people. Yeah. It's been, it was a, great, great. It's been a great week. And it plays into location perfectly because yeah. it's San Diego. You know, yeah. it's where we are. <laughs> um, but we're filming this intro. Mm-hmm. On location, we are not in our beautiful studio with no. our mics. So all of our little extras that we put in after the fact are gonna sound a little different today. Yeah, that's okay. And it's one of those that's making me really thankful to have the studio. Oh yeah. Is thinking about you know like oh I'm trying to get this and figure it out and uh, really remembering the pain points of not having a studio. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond all that, yeah. Why is Cassandra Altman so awesome? Why are we talking to her today? Um, besides the fact that she's the first person we met quite literally in San Diego. That's right. Absolutely. First um, person. And, uh, that she just has a love of the city that mm. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by and just how deeply rooted she is here. And, uh, I think she says it best. So I'll just let her kind of talk about what makes her so unique. So real quick, you are a rare breed. Yes, I because am. Because you are a native San Diegan. Yes. <laughs> Technically, actually, um, second generation. My mom was born here as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was born in another country, so okay. but my mom was born here um, and and was, you know, yeah, they grew up together. But uh, yeah, I was born here, raised here. I only left for college. Uh, I went to University of California in Irvine. Um, Orange County is definitely not cooler than San Diego. <laughs> um, and I can, I feel pretty confident when I say that. You've experienced it, you know. <laughs> I, I have. And at like an age where you're going to be going out and, mm-hmm. and having a good time. And um, that being said, there are, you know, there are its charms. But San Diego is definitely um, a different a different place. But yeah, location. Um, San Diego is cool for a lot of reasons, but I I think that's what makes it cool is that it's a unique place. You've got, uh, it's a city that's, it wants to be bigger than it is. You know, in some ways it wants to be kind of like an LA and my, you know, native Mm -hmm. San Diegans are probably squeamish and squirming in their chairs when I say that. (laughs) But I, I mean that in the sense of maybe I should say more like a San Francisco, Mm -hmm. just having a little bit more of that, like cultural worldliness Mm -hmm. because you go to all these big like metropolitan cities and and that's kind of what you think of as like the 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 cultures that are there the art that's there and San Mm Diego is more of like a teenager you know they're still trying to figure out what it is that we are um and and accepting who we are Mm -hmm. which is we're a beach town that is also a border town 
Um, and that it, as much as it's a beach town, you can also go to the mountains and go skiing. So yeah. it, it, it has um, some identity issues, which is why I love it. Mm-hmm. You have um, so much to do here in, in relatively a small space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people here, you know, me being a, uh, you know, native, I grew up with so many transplants and Mm -hmm. not just from all across the United States, but also from all over the world. Like this is really like an international hub. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's greatly due to the, the businesses and the industries that are here Mm -hmm. um, and that have continued to kind of thrive and, and um, kind of put in roots here. Uh, You know, UCSD and like the Scripps Institute and, um, you know, basically take your pick of of names through Tory Pines and yeah. and that La Jolla sector um, has drawn a lot of attention from a, an international scale. Um, so it's just there's not one reason mm-hmm. that international thing kind of surprised us a little coming here. You know, from where we were, we didn't expect it as much. No, I mean we knew that it was a border town. Obviously, yeah. Mexico is right there. Our first day here, actually, sorry, our second day here was Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of funny. We we're like, we didn't even think about that when we were planning it out. And it's like, we didn't bring our passports, you know, it's yeah. like, and that's like, an oh, experience. We- well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is probably a little bit more uh, celebratory here in San Diego than it even is in, in Mexico. You yeah. know, my business partner, Luisa, she's was born in Guadalajara. She didn't come here until she was, I think she was like 17 or 18. Okay. She had her last year of high school here. If you can imagine that going oh, wow. from basically, you know, the heart of Mexico and then coming mm-hmm. to the United States to have your Oof. last year of high school here is pretty a uh, big transition. But yeah, she always tells me she's like Cinco de Mayo is not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, you know, I'm more than happy to have a reason to have a margarita. But yeah, <laughs> it's a great reason. It really is because <laughs> you got National Margarita Day, which yeah. is at a different time of year. And then well, you got to keep the party keep yeah, going. So you know, <laughs> spread it out, enjoy that whole thing. Yeah, I think yesterday, yesterday when we were recording this, not yesterday when this is going to go live, was National Empanada Day. Oh, and you we know? do have some good places to get empanadas here yeah. too. We we went to read a place that did not carry empanadas. Oh. We were a little sad. We yeah. looked to see because we were like, oh, yeah. it, we knew it was National yeah. Empanada Day, but yeah. we did not get to celebrate appropriately. Well, you're going to have to make that up for a little bit. but And then, um, sorry, we're going to have to cut here because I just totally lost it. I was trying to tell you not to bang on the table. Sorry, was I banging? Yeah. Sorry, we're banging. <laughs> I don't like, I'm like spear. Um, note, I did find the buzz. Okay. With a Canon camera brick was right next to her oh. line in. So we will have a little bit of a buzz at the beginning, but it goes away. Well, noise reduce will help we'll that. Oh, just yep. a little. I can click the You can't have electrical appearance. things next to your sound. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's my bad. Um, okay. Reset. Where am I going? Cinco de Mayo. I was going to do an Arrested Development. We were talking spot. about international. International. Yeah, international. Yes, international. I was like, what was yep. I talking about? <laughs> okay. So going back to the international a little bit with it, has, knowing that there was going to be a Hispanic influence from Mexico, that we kind of 
took as a yeah, as a expected. just it was that was normal that seemed normal in our head but then getting here and like finding out how much filipino mm-hmm. influence was here mm-hmm. was huge the japanese mm-hmm. there's chinese you know yeah. a lot more asian than i would have thought which really is kind of silly because this is the closest part to asia in the united states so if you were going to move right. that made sense and uh, but also russian I have oh, run yeah. into so many Russians yeah. and it's like, oh, I wouldn't have expected you to come here. But again, also, if you kind of think about where Russia is, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that makes San Diego kind of unique is that unexpected side. Right. You know, people make right. assumptions and then come. But you also touched on another thing that I thought was super cool that I love. San Diego is not LA. It is not, not Orange County. And a lot of people want to think that Southern California is the same. Yeah. And it took us coming out here to kind of understand that too. And that's what I love here is yeah. that, you know, we do have some of the same characteristics, but we don't have all of them. And so we get to kind of pick and choose like, this was a good one, but I don't really like this part. Absolutely. And we were talking about this earlier off camera, but I'm going to go into it now about the idea of the side hustle here. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that is like, San Diego does it to one extreme. I will say LA takes it to another extreme that I think goes a little too far. But yeah. like here, yeah. everybody has a side hustle. And it's not even like it's a hobby. It is like a full on business. Yeah. And so tell me about that with your life here. Well, I, I think that the cost of living, I mean, in Southern California and mm-hmm. San Diego is no different. It, it's it's something to overcome a little bit. And so I think that side yeah. hustle... Um, definitely is something that relieves a little stress in regards to that. Um, but I also think that, you know, it, it, it speaks to the people that come here or that want to build a life here Mm -hmm. and they're very creative minded. Um, and they want to, I think that multi-passionate, I think is probably the best way to describe, uh, a big portion of, Mm -hmm of the people that I, I meet, whether they're, you know, you know, from here originally or they're transplanting yeah. here. And I think that this is a, a great place to kind of explore those options. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like the city has identity issues. Yeah. So I think that, you know, as, as an individual, you kind of gravitate towards that and be like, ah, I can, I can play over here and I can play over here mm-hmm. and, and kind of shape my life and, and, and not have to give up one thing over for another, myself included. Yeah. And I love the combinations I see sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like I have my day job. <laughs> and I'm gonna use an example of one I've actually seen is there's a guy, he's a fiduciary by day. Yeah. Okay. So investments, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And then has a legitimate photography business then yeah. on top of it. Yeah. So doing both sides of that and getting to do both. Now it ends with a lot of issues with balance, like trying to Absolutely. like keep headspace and time for family and all, you know, figuring that. And so it becomes mm-hmm. kind of a juggling act a little mm-hmm. bit more. But the fact that, you know, used to be, you got your nine to five, you worked that yeah, and then you did. And who cared if it was like a mind suck, a brain suck or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. no, I go to my job, I do that. And you're going to be totally crazy if you left that to go do something else. Yeah. And so rather than saying, I have to choose one or the other, 
it's kind of people here said, no, I'm going to do both. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and it's not hidden either. Mm -mm. I think that less and less, um, people are hiding it, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're really open about talking about what their second passion is, or, Mm -hmm. you know, what that side hustle is. Um, I mean, myself included, you know, I, I got into real estate, um, because that was really like my background. Like Mm -hmm. I did a lot of counseling. I was a, uh, headhunter or recruiter, Mm -hmm. you know, pick a, a name for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, connecting people to a job, a job to the right person, Mm -hmm. the right skill set, Right. Um, and then I was in, in admissions for a little bit and the same thing, you help them, you know, students pick a major and, you know, really understanding what that trajectory is. Real estate really isn't that different. It's Mm -hmm. a different product, but you know, same idea, same idea. Now what I'm, the whole point of that is, is that for me, you know, making that transition and, and feeling how I wanted my life here in San Diego is that I wanted that flexibility. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't mind that I work. I, I say six days out of, out of the week because um, I try to take Fridays off. Mm-hmm. But um, really, it's a 24-7 job. But mm-hmm. I like it. Like, i rather be doing this than being in a cubicle and, and having, you know, every day kind of be this monotonous mm-hmm. journey. Um, but that, you know, to each their own, mm-hmm. to each their own, right? And I think San Diego gives a good backdrop for for people that want mm-hmm. a little bit more flexibility. So in that, I'm going to put you on the spot a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So as a realtor, uh-huh. you know all the areas here. Yes. If you could pick one to live in, where would you live? Oh, um, nope. Price excluded. Like, yeah, you yeah no, pick... no. And I've thought about this yeah. on numerous occasions. I'm... So this is not putting me on the spot <laughs> at all. Um. <sighs> You know, I've I'm I love the beach. I work a lot in La Jolla, but mm-hmm. you know what? It's kind of funny. That's probably if I'm gonna go coastal, I probably would do Sunset Cliffs. Okay. Um, because I do love the urban environment. Sunset Cliffs kind of gets me downtown. It gets mm-hmm. me um closer to like more of like the the bohemian lifestyle too with, yeah. with OB, which I completely appreciate. I get that. Um, and, um, I think it's just a little bit more my tempo. Mm-hmm. The other place is probably kind of like Mission Hills, but closer to the Presidio. I just love that yeah. up of the hill. I think I would go to that park every day with the dogs mm-hmm. if I lived right there. So, I mean, one of those two places, I think yeah. that it would be a tough, tough two to pick from. Okay. But, yeah. So dream now, second choice. Okay. Okay. Second question, similar vein. If you had to work from an area, okay. like to pick your home base, yeah. where would you pick your ideal work spot? Oh, well, I work from home mm-hmm. um, most of the time now. So, I mean, I love that setup. I yeah. don't think I would want to take the office outside of mm-hmm. the house, like have a private office space. I mean, I have that accessible, right? Yeah. Um, but in terms of really having like a base, Mm-hmm. And where I sit down and, and do my work and do the contracts and all that. Yeah. I still would keep it in the house. And and so I probably wouldn't. It's wherever home is. Right. Okay. Wherever home is. I like to pet the dogs. I like to not have to drive. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And that was one of the reasons we picked our office where it was. Is honestly, once we, with the, with the kids, with all of that, trying to work from home 
Like oh, even yeah. in an admin spot yeah. and obviously setting up a home studio is a whole nother thing having. So like that was a necessary, yeah. but I found that just trying to get anything accomplished with them around was near to impossible. Yeah. I got distracted with all the things they needed, sure. you know? And so, but right now we're five minutes to the office, five minutes to their schools, you know, we yeah. can walk if we need to. And I absolutely adore that Yeah, in life. And I haven't found a lot of places where you can do that. In San Diego or in general? Period. Okay. You know, like, okay, if you go to the South, nobody expects you to walk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, you're driving. You're living yeah. the suburban life. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a downtown, but that's not typically like the thriving urban hangout so much like that. There's More cool things corporate. to go do. You go hang out and then you leave. Mm. Um, kind of a feel. Now there might be a couple of cool loft buildings, but I honestly didn't know anybody who lived in them. <laughs> you know, well, San Diego, yeah. you know, the downtown San Diego area was not like it is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, growing <laughs> up, I always had this attraction to it. Mm -hmm. I always loved going down there. And I mean, I know Horton Plaza is like totally now like dismantled <laughs> and what have you. But I remember the few times that we would go down there because my, my parents had no reason to go down there. And there really wasn't a whole lot mm -hmm. um, going on. Um, so we didn't have a lot of reason. Uh, you know, there wasn't the waterfront park. There weren't these kind of fun mm -hmm um, lifestyle points growing mm -hmm. up. So I, when I first moved out of the house, I moved to East village and this was mm -hmm. really before it was cool. Yeah. That, <laughs> East village is still transitioning <laughs> a little is, bit. It is. It's oh, a, oh, a lot absolutely. better, but it's like, yeah. But what this I've is heard even of, yeah. before. I mean, like, <laughs> I always say, I was like, I made it cool. I left and it was like, it all yeah. just blossomed. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. And one of the big things was just being able to walk everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, at that point, I still had a, a decent commute um, to and from work. Mm -hmm. You know, San Diego, that's hard to get away from. Um, but, you know, as soon as I got home, I didn't have to, I would walk to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I could walk. If I wasn't cooking that night, you know, I take the dog out and mm -hmm. I just loved it. You know, even now to this day, coming into East Village, like I feel like I'm coming home. So as much as I say, mm -hmm. oh, I would pick, you know, yeah. Sunset Cliffs or, you know, Mission Hills or something. There's something super special mm -hmm. about being here in East Village that it just it feels like home mm -hmm. to me. And we talked, Ben and I talked in the last episode a little bit about coming here and just the number of advantages that we're here to have and why location can change a business, yeah. you know, even within a city. You know, and it can be any city. You know, sorry, my bracelets just shifted. <laughs> it was a like ghost out of the there. blue? That was really weird. <laughs> I'll start that section over. In the last episode, Ben and I talked a little bit about well, we talked a lot, not just a little bit, but about how different setting up a business here looked than setting up a business back in Kentucky. But even setting up a business within a city. Mm -hmm can change, you know, depending on your neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, like you'll set your business plan for where it is, you know, if you're having to commute an hour to a place, it will look one way. If you're having to walk to your yeah. office, it looks yeah. a little different, but are there communities that you see in San Diego is where I'm going with this, that you think are a little more business friendly? 
Um, well, you know what? It's kind of interesting because there's different neighborhoods that mm-hmm. have kind of been pushing themselves um, to attract more business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some are doing it better than others. Yeah. You know, you know that San Diego obviously is like a, a beer hub, like yeah. a brewery nation right uh, here. And so there are these sections of, you know, Mira Mesa and Miramar and even in Claremont Mesa and Kearney Mesa mm-hmm. where you've seen kind of this different shift of businesses. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the change that I noticed the, the biggest is the kind of businesses that are moving into these buildings that mm-hmm. were built in the 70s and 80s and and were definitely housing a corporate yeah. manufacturing <laughs> company of some sort. And, yeah. and then now... Um, um, being reinvented by mm-hmm. a generation that wants to do something different. Um, and so you see those neighborhoods kind of transition and attract business. Now, it, it's kind of residential um, uh-huh. changes kind of pair up with mm-hmm. commercial business changes. Right. You know, it's it's hard to know which one is the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a little bit of a tr- an attraction to, okay, well, if you've got, um, to use the nasty word of gentrification happening right. in a neighborhood with on the residential side, you know, those are homeowners that are hoping mm-hmm. and really trying to, um, from a grassroots perspective, kind of welcome in mm-hmm. businesses to put up restaurants, put up shops and, and really kind mm-hmm. of flesh out that neighborhood to be more of, um, a mixed use neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that like San Diegans, I think, for the most part, really love. They want to have, um, uh, you know, like a hub, like mm-hmm. they want to have that Central Park type of experience yeah. in in an otherwise very residential neighborhood. Right. And so you see that happening. And, you know, Barrio Logan definitely is knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But that's starting to spread into other right. areas of Logan Heights. Um and um, even Golden Hill, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a that's still that's still a, a community that's in transition, but a little bit heavier on the residential side. Mm-hmm. Um, Oceanside's making big changes too. Yeah, I was going to say we've noticed in Golden Hill a lot of the uh, the halfway houses and that sort of thing. There, there was one that's behind our house. Was a bunch of uh, Army veterans, like mm-hmm. for, set up for Vietnam vets, mm-hmm. and they have all they just last week they all moved out and they're selling the property. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's another, there's like Crash is there and Crash just bought the old church on 25th street. Yeah. And, it's and they're moving into a second location. Yeah. But I mean, they, this is not a Crash focused episode, but they do what yeah. they do really well. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you want to see people succeed, but yeah, you can definitely, you are watching the transition happen. Right. And there's going to be some, I mean, there, there's already a lot of growing pains oh, yeah. uh-huh. with that in these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And with those growing pains, and I'm going to go to residential now, because I know oh, that's no your worries. sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. No worries. And didn't plan this question, but it popped in my head and I'm curious. Okay. Mainly because we're seeing it in our neighborhood and like the growing need for housing in San Diego. Well, full disclosure, I, I live in Logan Heights. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> but we're seeing so many Airbnbs mm. pop mm-hmm. up, especially we're Golden Hill. And knowing the number of available houses... And the number that are being used now for Airbnbs mm-hmm. and how many are being pulled from the market that like, ooh, we could really use those for a house to buy. Yeah. And how much of that do you see as a realtor? I mean, I know that's kind of a weird uh, question. I do see yeah. it quite often. But you know what? This is kind of funny because that really speaks to 
the side hustle having the side hustle yeah. like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I even have a client that I'm going to be meeting with um, this week and her property is actually in Chula Vista, but she's been renting out her downstairs mm-hmm. bedroom, you know, through Airbnb as just like supplemental income. Yeah. She also is an entrepreneur. Her mm-hmm. husband's in the military. And so you see things like that where a lot more people are going, okay, well, we made this investment. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I make a profit? Obviously, yeah. you don't want to give it up because the equity keeps building. Um, but your cost of living kind mm-hmm. of keeps increasing. And if you're not yeah. at that stage where, you know, you can kind of hold on to that um, and still live your life here, you know, mm-hmm. you do kind of see some individuals transitioning out of San Diego and yeah. and going to the Midwest, quite honestly, or Seattle or, you know, wherever the job takes them. And we had that question brought to us the other day, knew that, and he was from Georgia on our floor talking with him. And his question was, when are you going back? Mm -hmm. Because he's seen it so much. People come out here, develop a successful business, and then they go back. And it's like, you know, right now that's not on our radar. You know, it's like, I don't know if we will. I don't, it's not in our plan yeah you know and it's like I'm not looking that as some like that's my dream is to go back and buy a horse farm and live on a hundred acres with thoroughbreds in the distance you know in the green hills no sorry no definitely not Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do the it. upkeep for all that. No, I, really don't. I don't even want to pay people to do the upkeep the for that. The first word that came in my head was like humidity. And oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, I am fighting frizzy hair right oh, now I in mean, San Diego. I, I hear yeah. you. It, it, it's, there's a little humidity in the air today. So I was, I thought of that this morning. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna... like, it looked so good when I left the house. And then I went to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, <laughs> trying to like Life brush it back in. Yeah. When, we, when we went home, with the kids, it was over the summer. It was January or July. July, which is the worst time. July and August in Kentucky are terrible for humidity. We landed at the airport, and you can feel it when you're coming off the off the airplane and into the uh, the terminal. But when we got to that uh, the airlock, and it was midnight. Out, it was midnight. Oh. Okay, my dad's coming to pick us up, and I go out because the dog needed to go to the bathroom. She'd been on the plane for like seven hours, whatever. Yeah. So, so I, t- I took her out, and it's like it smacked you in the face as soon as you walked outside. But the kids, they got their luggage, and they came outside. They all hit the humidity and turned around, went back inside. They're like, no, I don't want nope. this. They're no, acclimated now. They're <laughs> acclimated now. They're San Diegans, full-fledged. Okay. Oh, and talk about acclimating. Gracie yesterday cracked us up. We went to pick her up from school. And mm. yesterday was like our first warm day after winter, really. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was and great. she came to the car. Now, I say warm, and I almost feel like I need to finger quote it. So for those of you listening on the podcast, yeah. I am finger quoting warm. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. At 75. I think the car registered 78 in North Park. Um, and we're picking her up and she's like, it's so hot. I'm burning up. And she wears a hoodie, like a pullover hoodie to school every day. And yesterday morning, I was like, why do you even have that? She's like, I like it. And by the time I said, you're not going to, no. So yeah. you're going to be carrying nope. it around. No. Nope. Yeah. She's like, I changed back into my PE shorts because my pants were too hot. Like, oh, yeah. There you go. It was, <laughs> warm, it was a warm one. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that warm. No, it's like, it is pretty funny that we're com- not. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm complaining laughing at laughing. Her. Well, yeah. 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 I was going to complain a little bit. But that that just speaks to me being a San Diegan and and thinking that it should be perfect all the time. So Elizabeth, let's talk a little bit about choosing your wear. Okay. Um, I know that we've talked about in the past how we moved here Mm -hmm. and that opening a business in Kentucky is very different than opening a business in California. Right. Quite 
I mean, cost aside, sure, you know, sure. um, California is an expensive place to start. Um, but the culture's different. Culture is different. The feel is different. Mm -hmm. I mean, the number of people starting business here is huge. Right. So you do not feel alone. I do not feel alone in the least doing this. No. Just because it's part of the regular culture here. Sure. And we're coming from a city of just over a million people to 3.3 yeah. million people. Yeah. It wasn't a, it's not like it's a huge, like we no. went from backwoods Kentucky or anything no, like no, that. No. <laughs> um, but still, it's just there's a difference in the rhythm of life. Yes. And, Absolutely. you know, we talk, I've talked about before how out here people have side hustles for their side hustles. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just normal. Mm -hmm. You're expected to have that pace, and that's part of it, part of life. Um, and that a lot of times the lines between mm -hmm. business and fun are blurred quite right. a bit. They, oh, sure. they go hand in hand rather than being segmented portions of your life. And it's not that there's a right or wrong place, but different flavors of places mm -hmm. that, um, to make sense at all, uh, that I could choose to do this anywhere. Right. But my how would be a little different. Sure. Based on where I chose. Mm -hmm. And the business culture would be different mm -hmm. based on where I chose right. to do it. And so taking those things into account when I started thinking about location for us, um, in our life, downtown makes perfect sense. Right. It's central for us. It allows us to have time to really pour into it without having to add in commute time. Mm -hmm. And that's a luxury. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an extra and it's nice. But if, if you're a, if you're a business out here for the very first time trying mm -hmm. to figure out where should I get started, yeah. I mean a lot of it has to do with what you're doing. If you're a production, then you need to be in a production zoned area. Yeah, uh, you don't. Yeah, you're not going to do it underneath the airstrip. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> or if you're doing something where you're doing manufacturing, the industrial park may be the best place for you. Yeah. But we also know some guys like the guys at Bradley Mountain. Mm -hmm. They do manufacture some really cool stuff. Yeah. By hand. Mm -hmm. But they do it in a place that makes it obvious. Yeah. What the, you can come in and see what they do and how they do it. And the neighborhood that they've chosen, mm -hmm. where our permanent location for the first studio is going to be, yeah, it's just is in Maker's Quarter. Yeah, just around so, the corner from yeah. them. So it makes sense for them to be there. It's mm -hmm. It'll be They were there ahead of all this other business that's going to be coming in. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. What about like anticipating change? Okay. So sometimes it's not so much where a place is. Mm -hmm currently but you also have to take into account where a place is going right what are the plans for the neighborhood you know are they building parks mm -hmm. are they going to become high rises in five years i mm -hmm. mean that's a big thing to think about you know right. if you're if it's transforming into an urban more urban feel that's going to change it in five years sure. you know you're not going to be the strip mall drive up mm -hmm. at that point you're going to have a different feel um so taking that into account, because where we're looking right now, in five years will look different than it does currently. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, some radical changes. They're adding parks and parking. Right. So two things you that desperately sound, needed things. Yeah. yeah. Sound very alike mm -hmm. and uh, both very needed in that area, and it's going to help the area a ton. Right. Um, we just we talked to the right person who mm -hmm. could show us the plans. Yeah. So we knew what changes were coming to the neighborhood. And uh, an area that's been known as Skid Row yeah. in San Diego is really getting ready to undergo some massive changes. Uh, yeah, for the better, for yeah. improving life for everybody. Right. You know, happy things coming down the pike with mm -hmm. that, as well as just seeing a creative spirit come out of that neighborhood as well. Right. 
So what I would say to any prospective you know, business owners that are getting ready to mm -hmm. get things rolling, if you're just kind of in that scoping out different areas of town, yeah, make sure your vibe personally in your business makes sense with the area of town you're moving into. Absolutely. But also reach out to people, go to some city planning meetings if you need to, find those good connections that can help you talk about where the neighborhood has been, mm -hmm. where they see it tracking. And someone like Cassandra, a real estate agent who knows their city mm -hmm. really well, those realtors are really, really gonna understand the way things are tracking. Mm -hmm. We also joke because we'll be at the beach and I'll send photos home to my parents and stuff of people at the beach because, you know, we were at OB and it was probably in the 60s. Oh, yeah, it's way too cold. You got to put a sweatshirt on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was my whole point. Because <laughs> I was taking pictures going native with people in their puppy yeah. coat. Yeah. And then tourists were the people in the bikinis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you walk on the beach, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? It was like, I was like going tourist. Native. Tourist. Native. <laughs> well, I mean, so the the thing, the game we play is more in the summertime when you see the tourists come in and then you see them turn into lobsters. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you go, because we have the overcast, right? Yeah. That happens. Okay, here's the insider tip. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but like the best time to visit San Diego is mm -hmm. really like late August through like October, even November is usually yeah. quite beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my, like, September is my favorite month to be at the beach. Mm -hmm. It's perfect weather. For the most part, everybody's yeah. kind of got back to their routine. Mm -hmm. um, and me having a different kind of schedule and lifestyle, yeah. and I get a little peace and quiet. It's nice. But in the summertime, you know, June especially, you get that, what we call the June gloom, right? Mm -hmm. So you get this overcast. It's gray. It's still warm. You're still mm -hmm. sweating. But they don't realize that you, this is this is when you're going to come home red hot. Yeah. I mean, you're, you better put that sunscreen on. <laughs> Our first trip out here, I got a sunburn in the 70 degree mm -hmm. sitting outside Malibu, not yeah. realizing there was that much sun coming. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. blessed that a sunburn on me goes away in 20 minutes, but not so much for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, not well, a red yeah, 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 yeah. 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 same yeah. You'd think Ginger's at this United, point, yeah. Yeah. this point I would have learned my lesson, but I still, I mean, I still get sunburn mm -hmm. probably a couple of times <laughs> in a season. Like it just... Yep. You know, forgot to reapply. Opening day on the balcony in the shade, left arm in the shade, left arm sunburn, oh, yeah. face sunburn. Yeah. yeah. Won't even direct sun. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you. It'll get you. It's hard to avoid. Yep. Now, I do look at the sun and get a tan line. So just to put mm. it the other side of it. It's like yeah. my mom. Yeah. I'm fighting. Okay. This is, yeah, a little personal here. I am fighting a flip-flop line right now on my feet, but I don't remember when I wore flip-flops out in the sun to get it. Oh, that's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like figure that I out. Mean, I mean, I think you just, life. I think you just embrace it and you're yeah. like, that's right. I've got a, a you know, a flip flop line yeah. from yeah. San Diego. <laughs> I'm it's a San Diegan. But yeah, yeah. try to even remember when that was like, I don't remember wearing flip flops in the sun. Mm -hmm. But, no, but so those of you coming here know that that's a real possibility. Yeah. But also in San Diego, flip flops are considered perfectly normal business attire. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Actually, <laughs> that is on my list of things to do is to buy new flip-flops. <laughs> because I was like, oh, I can't wear those with a blazer. <laughs> those ones are a little too, See, too messed up at this point. And yeah, you I'm do. breaking my mold by wearing business shoes today instead of my normal flip-flops. You so, know, I yeah. have to say, I think that there is a little bit yeah. of, I think with the hipster movement, mm -hmm. there has been a little bit of a readjustment yeah. 
to um, our overall look, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guys are trying a little harder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, you're realizing that there's, you can show your toes off in other shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the flip-flops are ultra yeah. convenient, especially oh, yeah. if yeah. you're planning on digging them into the sand at some point or another yeah. in your day, mm-hmm. you know? Which is the beauty of the side hustle. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, you can count it as work. Yeah. yeah. I'm working from here today. Oh, believe me, I have stuffed envelopes on the sand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I'm working. It's fine. I'm labeling them. <laughs> and that was something to me that was actually important coming out here when we were going through our adjustment phase. And Cassandra knows the people that I worked for first here, too, and that I was adjusting to being at work again mm-hmm. after being a stay at home forever. And that was really hard. Like, Ugh. like, okay, I do have job skills. I can do something more than work at McDonald's, even though right now it doesn't feel like it. Um, and I would go in and there was a point on the 94. Yep. Cause I'm coming from La Mesa mm-hmm. down to national city where I could see the Navy yard. Yeah. There just that little bit, some of the cranes. And I would look at that and I would say every day you see the water is a good day. And that became one of my little, like, it's a good day. Deep breath is a good day. And so I still like use that phrase, like when I'm getting overwhelmed or anything. And right now, full disclosure, we're like getting spoiled in this office with this incredible view. And it's like, I see the whole Pacific right there. It's like every day you see the water is a good day. It is. It is. And that's actually a really good uh, way to look at it because I mean, Mm -hmm. I think I think for the most part, if you appreciate mm-hmm. the location of San Diego, that view, that whether mm-hmm. you I mean you don't need to get in the water, you don't yeah. have to get in the sand, but just to be like you've got ocean breeze on your face, mm-hmm. you hear the seagulls, and then all of a sudden you go, ah, oh, okay, I am small in this world, and there's comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and knowing that things gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. This is a great place. You're in a great. I mean, you can't we we joke uh you know about san diegans especially not necessarily the the transplants that have become i mean there's so many i shouldn't even call them that at that point because there's so many people here that have lived here for 20 plus years i yeah. mean at this point okay you, I, i'm we're we're the same mm-hmm. um but that um the outside, I mean, there's nothing really like for us, like the outside is just a place to visit, like outside mm-hmm. of San Diego, like San Diego is everything that's changing a little bit. But mm-hmm. like, it, it, we kind of joke at our own ignorance as to how like, other people live. Yeah, in other cities, whether even if it's just in close pros- proximity, you know, mm-hmm. you think of like all of California, California is huge. Mm-hmm. You've got so many different kinds of lifestyles yeah. happening. Um and so there is a little bit of that little narcissism about <laughs> about the about the county. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even just say the city. I really about the county. I mean, we from basically if you're on the 15 side, it's Fallbrook down, and then mm-hmm. on the um, west side, it's uh, Oceanside down, all the way down to that border. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody really loves being here. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I won't I say, say that it doesn't have its. It's, uh, you know, people that, that want out. But. Yeah. And I had my adjustment period, yeah. you know, just culture shock is culture shock. Mm-hmm. It took a year, mm-hmm. you know, for me to like, be, be like, okay, we can do it. You know, it's going to we yeah. get my footing, feel like I was moving forward rather than just trying to survive. Yeah. Just trying to get through each day. And um, 
But once that hit, it changed a lot. Like it was like, oh, look at all this. Yeah. Look at this. This is so cool. Yeah. And, you know, it was beyond just even the tourist eyes because we would go places and see it. Like we did Old Town. We went, sure. we went, took the Jeep out to the desert and like let it just drive on sand, you know, not <laughs> on a road, which was really cool and getting to do that, which, you know, don't really have a lot of off road areas like that in Kentucky. Yeah. Which you're, unless you, you know the people, was, but there's just, you'd have to know the people who own yeah. the land to go do that. Like there's no, not just mm, open places to no go do that. Land, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I didn't know a whole lot of people who owned spaces to go do that. But um, then, but also just starting to get a feel for what it was like here and the differences too. You know, we did San Francisco, we did LA, we did City, you know, we saw all of them yeah. in that year and realizing, okay, yeah. I like it here the best. Even looking at those others and once you feel like this is home. There, there's definitely yeah. like a more like laid back mm -hmm. feeling here. Um, it, it, especially when you're talking about this, this, you know, San Francisco and LA and you, like I said, even Orange County, um, <laughs> which side note, apparently I'm not moving there guys. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize how touchy it is. Like to me, LA and Orange County were like the same thing. When you weren't from here. Oh, no, no. no. And now no, no. learning no, once no. we got here that that's like offensive to use the wrong term. <laughs> I might be being a little bit more aggressive than I should be. But, um, you know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, like I said, I went to college in Irvine. And I remember one guy who was from um, Orange County. I think he was actually from Irvine turning around in his seat to look at me. And he goes, what is it with you guys in your California burritos and your California fries? It's called California, but apparently this was more of a San Diego thing. And it never registered to yeah. me that that was the case. I thought that when it was like, oh, it's California burrito. Everybody, I mean, because like we're so yeah. close to Mexico. Isn't everybody in California so close yeah. to Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was kind of like a uh, an interesting little thing where I was like, all right, we got a lot more differences. Mm -hmm. Then I realized and I started um, seeing them pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> seeing them pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think I've lost my train of thought there. But yeah. Yeah. The difference is in Orange County. Yeah. And stuff. It is. And even driving from here to there, mm -hmm. you know, you start to feel the differences. Mm -hmm. And it's little subtle things. And it's always the subtle things that add up. It's normally not one giant thing that's going to hit you in the face. Yeah unless you go to the south but then you just hear them and you suddenly drink a glass of sweet tea and you're like what the heck is this regular tea and you ordered tea and you got sweet tea but uh no uh it's interesting to me and that's one of the fun things i think about getting outside of your bubble to understand yeah. the beauty of where you are yeah oh i know it yeah and mm -hmm. it, it leverages that for sure um one of the big things that you know, we work with a lot of clients that are relocating here. Mm -hmm. um, and just like you guys, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, as much as there's excitement, most of the time it's, there's, a, you know, a, a big portion of excitement, um, mm -hmm. but not all the time. And then there's always that fear, you know, like, mm -hmm. especially if you're bringing your family, if you've got yeah. children and, and they have their own sets of their little fears and concerns. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talk about generally is just Okay, what do you like to do? Like, what do you do in your free time? Like, what mm -hmm. do you, or do you stay at home? Like, do you go out? Like, what do you like, where do you like to spend your time? Because in San Diego, you know, 
you may not get like that sprawling house. Nine mm-hmm. out of 10, you're probably not. You're yeah. going to, you, you know, even if you're in one of our sub, more suburban neighborhoods, Mm-mm. you're you're not meant to just cocoon up in your house, mm-hmm. you know, every day. San Diego is your backyard. Yeah. San Diego is your playground. San Diego is, so where do you want to be? What 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 community really leverages what you love to do and what connects with, you know, your heart and your mind and... And of course, trying to cut that commute time down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being that's a big deal. Strategic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thinking through yeah. all those things like school, yeah. work, life. Yeah, yeah. all and of I those think things. That makes in. it yeah. makes the transition uh, a lot easier because then you feel like you can plug into mm-hmm. a community mm-hmm. and feel like you haven't given up so much for that transition. Yeah, and, getting, and the beauty of getting to know your community. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, when you found a good community that's a fit for you plugging into that community becomes easy right it's like it's natural you're not like oh what's going on this weekend where can I go what can I do it's like oh you go to your pub and you're talking to 10 people suddenly you know just because oh we're I'm around the corner you live over here you live here and that's one of the things I like that wasn't so much where we used to live in Louisville is that the pocket we were in it's not that it was the whole city was like this but pocket we were in there wasn't like a walkable pub there wasn't like Mm -hmm. those hangout spots Mm -hmm. i mean you had the strip of like every restaurant you can get everywhere else in the united states you know you had your applebee's you had your chili's you had your mcdonald's and but none of those resonated a home feel Mm -hmm. and i love here even though I don't feel like there's a huge initiative for it because I don't think it's necessarily needed mm-hmm. the feel of the small business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because there are so many small businesses mm-hmm. that are doing it, mm-hmm. you know, we have a spot in our neighborhood where there are two tacos spots directly across the street from oh, each yeah. other. Oh yeah. Both are incredible. And we'll pick one, one week and one the yeah. next, you know, just depending on our mood, you know, yeah. and they're both great. And there are other restaurants other than taco places, just in case you were wondering here in San Not Diego. Not many, come on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Luigi's. But I actually found it harder to find like chain restaurants in oh, certain areas. Yeah. I love that you point that out because um, that's actually like a big deal for me. And I mean, that's maybe me just being a little like turn up my nose a yeah. little bit, but I don't like to go after chain restaurants mm-hmm. and we have our own, like we have yeah. our own like chain, like for San Diego. Mm-hmm. But it's still um, a local. Called, right. Yeah, and you feel way, like, yeah. oh, like you remember going to like the original spot mm-hmm. and then you were excited and you went to the grand opening of their second spot yeah. and that sort of thing. So you kind of see that kind of branch out. Um, and I think that, you know, San Diego allows a lot of entrepreneurs to, to do their, to set up shop um, and to, to express themselves and, and, find a a niche for themselves um but because there's you know you know it's just one of those things there is still kind of like that pressure Mm -hmm. of of making it you know and I think that that's you know Mm -hmm. you see that the changes happen to who stays and who goes and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just reality a little bit I mean how many businesses make it past their first year how many make it to year three how many make it to five yeah and that really speaks to the community you know Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about you know you're excited about something coming into your neighborhood you better be a patron I mean I mean once a week you're going I don't care if you're just buying a cup of coffee or whatever the case is Mm because like those those businesses need need that 
body in the chair. For Talking sure. about the roller rink. I don't know if you heard about with the roller rink. We have the Which one last one. Oh, here. yeah. And it's world. It, it, the land itself is owned by the city. Yeah. And they were talking about selling that land to a developer. But that got voted down. Like people rallied like to yeah. save the roller rink, which yeah. we've been to the roller rink. I love roller skate. I'm actually looking at getting roller skates right now. Do it. To go out yep. to the do Mission it. Beach and do the I walkway. Yes. On four wheels. It's yes. like that sounds like I a used to rollerblade as a kid back when that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got rid of mine right before we moved out here. And I, was, yeah. and oh, I saw how many people it. still had. I was like, oh, I should yeah. have kept my rollerblades. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on <laughs> in Mission uh, Beach, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Anything with wheels is in yeah. Mission Beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh and so I was like, oh, this is great. We that you know, and I was so yeah. happy to hear that they decided to keep it because it was yeah. a question for a little bit. But I think that speaks to people seeing the importance. Yeah. You know, land is at a premium here. That is yeah. a yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah. seeing the importance of this roller rink still being there. Well, I a, think that for that, the community. That's um and I feel like every so often, every couple of years, there's something like that, you mm -hmm. know. It, it, there's something that the community rallies around to keep. And because San Diego is such a young city, when you're mm -hmm. thinking of like, you think of any city on the East Coast, you know, like we're baby, like we're a mm -hmm. baby. We're not even a teenager. So, or you think of Europe, oh, like, you know, yeah. fetal. <laughs> at that yeah. point, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so if that community doesn't rally around these um, different venues or, you mm -hmm. know, even just like historical homes or, buildings and that sort of thing mm -hmm. we're not going to ever have that legacy i think yeah. so i think that yeah you say it lottie's upset about that she's fighting here yeah. <laughs> i love it she's got my back yeah <laughs> she supports you <laughs> so i think that that's a little bit of that mm -hmm. you know realizing that we have to protect what is our history because mm -hmm. we have such little of it yeah and to, so that you'll have history in a hundred years. Right. Otherwise right. something to well, pass the nineties were an interesting time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Lots of teal. <laughs> well, if you think of like the ballpark, you know, where um, we essentially are and you've got, you know, the, the buildings that they incorporated. I mean, that took, mm -hmm. that was, that took a little fight to do. And I think it, the outcome was amazing. Like, oh, it makes it have its own personality, yeah. Yeah. you know, rather than Very just unique. another stadium that yeah. looks like every other stadium yeah. in America. And still engages the community, you yeah. know, has that little grassy knoll that you can come in. I mean, when mm -hmm. I lived in East Village, the ballpark was was here. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I walk my dog there and meet up with the neighbors. And Well, and what's getting ready to happen in the East Village in the Maker's Quarter area? Yeah. That's huge. Talk about creating a, they're physically right now creating a community. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be kind of unto itself right down there. Right. And it's just, uh, it's going to be neat to see. And that's been a long time in the making. Mm -hmm. You know, the owner of Jerome's, if the furniture company used mm -hmm. to own like that whole block. Okay. I mean, just a huge parcel of land. Mm -hmm. And I had gone on, I think like maybe one or two meetings. This is even before uh, I was in real estate. And they were talking about how they wanted to bring in a younger demographic to mm -hmm. make this like a cultural, uh, not cultural, a creative hub um, for entrepreneurs, for yeah. small business um, and for younger professionals, you know, because like I said, when I moved down to East Village, my parents were a little like, are you going to be OK yeah. down there? You know, and they, they actually, I, they were converted. I mean, they, they love it. They mm -hmm. absolutely love awesome. it. 
And where do your parents live? They live in Tirasana. Okay. Tirasana. So that's uh, up the 15, kind of midway point um, to North County. Mm-hmm. Um, Just and, to give a com- a comparison, you know, of what they were thinking you oh, know, for you yeah. moving to. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, this is suburbia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, but it also has its own uh, unique thing. You know, you can go on like the, these really great walking trails. It's connected to mm-hmm. mission trails. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot quieter living, mm-hmm. um, and no, and they do have their they actually do have their little pubs and things like that to walk yeah. to now. That that Ooh. actually has changed. Yeah. Um, you know they have their coffee shop and walking distance that isn't you know mm-hmm. the S bucks. Uh, we won't we won't do a shout out. No shout outs. No shout outs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. There's still mom, there's mom and pop places yeah. cro- cropping up there too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let me. Diversity is good yeah. well, in the marketplace. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> that you get choices and you're not yeah. everything doesn't become the same flavor. Well, and I think that here, you know, when you're talking about like the suburban neighborhoods, even in San Diego, it's mm-hmm. these suburban neighborhoods um, are changing a little bit. They're mm-hmm. not becoming urban or anything like mm-hmm. that. But just like Tierra Santa, like Poway, Poway is uh, you know Community Road is. Uh, uh, just off of Poway Road, and it's where one of the elementary schools are. And there's just kind of like this little section of um, very faux-looking um, buildings that look kind of old-timey, like saloonish, yeah. and th- those types of things. And those businesses are are uh, new businesses are coming in. Some of the old ones are staying as well, but they're reinventing that and kind of making it more of a, a little center for the community mm-hmm. around you know i have a my best friend lives out there and she was like you got to come and like try this um new winery like urban winery out yeah there. and i was like okay but turns out i mean like i i, I will say i preferred to go there over like any temecula winery which oh, i know isn't yeah. like a huge feat but like <laughs> it it really was like great i mean i, I was so excited to see them open there's going to be a brewery that opens next door to them they're all kind of in cahoots and then there's going to be a little barbecue place and you see the families like we were there probably at like seven o'clock maybe a little bit later in that mm-hmm. um in the evening on a weekend night and the families were out like the kids were running around you san diego wants that mm-hmm. you know the even the people that want to live in suburbia and want that peace and quiet they still want to kind of have their place to like relax let yeah. loose that's family friendly that they can have a drink you know yeah. kind of just like unwind um and so you see that you know poway was not that mm-hmm. when i was growing up and i spent quite a bit of time actually in Poway and Ramona okay with groups of our family yeah Jeremiah was up in Ramona our 17 year old last summer yeah, like yeah. the whole summer yeah so I'm going to visit him working at camp and, yeah. yeah that's a totally different mm-hmm. way of living here even in San Diego County mm-hmm. yeah that's how I got to get into horses and all kinds oh, of no. stuff and so. that surprised us too with San Diego like I I guess I knew Del Mar was out here Oh, yeah. But it had yeah. never dawned on me that yeah. there were actually horses here, you know, coming oh, yeah. from the horse central, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. It's like, didn't think too much about it. And then like one day we were driving down to go just see the border. Yeah. And we ended up in an area where there were just like Imperial Beach. Yeah. All the horse yeah. farms there. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, and I say horse farms because in Kentucky, they're horse farms. They're not ranches. Yeah, they call them ranches or stables. Well, if you call it a farm, you get a different tax bracket. (laughs) Like it's taxed differently. Okay. All right. You actually have a benefit to calling it a farm versus a ranch. Just FYI out there, (laughs) my unsolicited tax advice right there that is totally unqualified. Please consult your tax professional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At least that is what we were led to believe. That's why they were called horse farms is because you could tax it differently and but the fact that i'm used to seeing one and what is my mind of that green rolling hills yeah and here it's so much more of the west version and it's dirt like what i would think of wild west you know yeah. like with the yeah. dust and the or dirt hey and, dude yeah hey yeah. dude <laughs> well <laughs> nickelodeon for well, one we don't have yeah. really the green rolling hills no, yeah. so um although with all the rain we've had yeah really beautiful it's yeah. Nuts, yeah i made out a drive up to corona mm-hmm. um a couple weekends ago and just to see the hillsides just beautiful yellows and oranges mm-hmm. with the the flowers the bloom is Beautiful. Yeah, just beautiful. We understand why Golden Hill might have been named Golden Hill because <laughs> all the yellow flowers. It's like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Why you yeah. might have named it that? Yeah, we just need more water to yeah. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the horse culture here is a little different. I mean, they they do um, mm-hmm. do the traditional hunter jumper. I mean, we have a Grand Prix and all that uh-huh. stuff. And um, and Del Mar is definitely you know known for obviously the thoroughbred races. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up here, that was, you knew you had to make, you know, when they were, that was, when it's thoroughbred or Del Mar racing season, you need to know whether or not you have to drive up the five yeah. <laughs> at certain hours yeah. and, and kind of time yourself mm-hmm. a little bit because it's a big draw, a big yeah. draw. Yeah. Yeah. We grew up with that too. <laughs> Churchill Downs. And my mother yeah, worked. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My, my mom worked at Keeneland yeah. for a while, yeah. which is where the horse sales happen. Right. right. And so she was mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. So we, even though they did do racing there, the sales were a huge, like that was where you would well, yeah, sell it Saudi to Saudi Arabian princes flying oh. in. I mean, it's just oh, crazy. Yeah. It's a little Lexington oh, yeah. airport, which, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that I I wonder how strong that that horse culture is there. I mean, now I mean I think mm-hmm. it's there, but I think it's kind of dwindled a little mm-hmm. bit from what I've heard on the. I mean, I kind of stay out of it. Yeah, me, I'm just I'm just a good old fashioned cowgirl that likes to trail riding. Yeah, and to enjoy herself. And I did hunter jumper a little bit when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I just I like to be out there. <laughs> yeah, and I've ridden a horse twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, living in horse country, I have ridden. But it just wasn't in our, you know, like day to day life. You guys got to do it. You can ride them on the beach here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, come on, oh. that's the best. That was <laughs> yeah. a dream. The dream was to like just go crazy down, uh, you know, uh-huh. the sand. And I got to do that actually. Um, well, I got to do that last year, but for the first time, I had done it the year before on my own horse. So uh-huh. I was super excited. I mean, like. I could have, I mean, I think I was crying. Like I mm-hmm. just like the biggest smile I could have been wearing on my face <laughs> yeah. and just like tears. Cause yeah. it was like dream come true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I will it. say the last time I rode a horse was in the open country in Montana. Oh, that's, that beautiful. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but that's we've got our list. 20th anniversary is coming up this summer. So we've got to drive mm. down to PCH as a part of that. And we may just have to find a spot. Mm-hmm. Somebody, oh, yeah. I see if somebody can set that up for us. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there's there's yeah. plenty of spots yeah. to do that. <laughs> you could go riding and you go down uh, in Mexico and go riding. Although yeah. I mean, you know, step one probably yeah. do it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
I love how she talks about getting out of your bubble because mm -hmm. when you get stuck in one space, you start thinking in a certain frame. Like you sure. think A, then B, then C. A, then B, then C. And you follow that pattern that becomes part of your norm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes getting out of your bubble allows you to gain that different perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, by going somewhere different, by trying someplace new, you can start to look at it on a different side mm -hmm. and maybe that will spark a change that you might need right. in your business that right. you can then say oh you know I've been doing A then B then C and it's not getting me clients like I wanted mm -hmm. maybe if I instead of B do G or I and then you'll see some change because you're able to see that different perspective yeah you're popping that contextual bubble. bubble yeah bubble yeah and so that's how that can help in a business perspective. Obviously, business perspective, I really promise I can talk. It's one of those days. It's been a long week, but it's been a good Yeah. Time. But I mean, that's personal too, you know, getting out of your bubble mm -hmm. for the same reason, you know, change that perspective, get that fresh new way of looking at things, mm -hmm. you know, it can make you suddenly fall back in love with your own city. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of fun with Cassandra here in the studio today, and we'll go ahead and wrap things up by letting her share her shameless plug. And there we go. That has got our selfie taken. So if you are following us on social media, that is at Beta House everywhere you can find and use at, oh, sorry, at Beta House Studio. There you go. I'm so used to abbreviating it when I talk about <laughs> it. It's Beta House Studio, one word, B with H-A-U-S because I like things to match and Beta and House have four letters and I am German. So it made sense. Symmetry. <laughs> yes. It looks really nice in the logo. It does. Um. So that is that. Now, this is your time to get to promote what you want to promote. Oh, the shameless plug. Shameless time. plug. Yes. Whatever you want. Uh, well, I mean, I have to talk about myself. Well, yeah. I, maybe I could talk to Luis about Luisa. Well, I basically, Luisa and I are, are real estate agents, as as mm -hmm. as uh, Elizabeth uh, mentioned. But really, it's really, if you're coming to San Diego, mm -hmm. We want to talk to you. We want to introduce our our city to you and mm -hmm. and share um, about the communities and help you plug in. You know, mm -hmm. don't hesitate to reach out. We're we're a soft sell. You don't mm -hmm. even have to be like looking to buy real estate. Quite honestly, I just would love to mm -hmm. to give you some insight about our community here in my hometown. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, you can visit us. Um, we've got a website, Altman Ayala Realty Team. I know that's really long. And we will have links to yeah. it on um, the blog, on the YouTube description, all of that. So you can see it and it'll be tagged in the post Ben's doing right now too, so that they can find you. Yeah. And my phone number, you look up my name, it's you Google me and you literally find my phone number. I tell people, like, can I have your phone number? I was like, you can just literally look up my name and you get my phone number. <laughs> it's not, it's not a private, a private number by any yeah. means. I'm going to get a lot of phone calls maybe. No, but hopefully okay. the right phone calls. Right, right. Right. I'll have some stories to share with you yeah. later. <laughs> I got this call from this person and <laughs> he really wants me to take him around San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna vet y'all. Yeah, you're gonna have some forms to fill out now. <laughs> Can I get a form of identification, please? Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna finish up our episode for today, and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>